0: Episode 72, How to Change Traditions to Work in New Places or Stages of Life. This is the Expat Mom Podcast, a podcast for expat moms around the world who want to feel better and improve their emotional health as they navigate the unique challenges of living and mothering abroad. I'm your host, Jenny Linton. I'm a certified life coach, a mom to four daughters, and married to a U.S. diplomat. I've lived in six countries on four continents. I know what it's like to feel stuck emotionally and I know how to get unstuck. I'm excited to share with you some tools to help you feel less discouraged, improve your relationships, and increase your confidence. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the holiday season, even if it looks a bit different in the past because of COVID or because of living in a new place or because you're not with family due to travel restrictions or because of loss or because of any other reason. Our family was really excited to spend the holidays with some extended family for the first time in a long time. We thought we were going to be enjoying family dinners and activities and going out and about traveling to another fun place with lights and Christmas shows just a few hours away. But then the Omicron variant exploded, and we realized that we might need to cancel our travel plans. We also cut out some of our plans to go to busy public places. We had to pivot and change plans. I love the word pivot. It makes me think of my days as a tap dancer, when we would be heading one direction and the teacher would call out to pivot. Holding both of the balls of our feet in one place, we would lift our heels and turn our entire bodies the exact opposite direction and continue dancing. And that is exactly what we had to do this holiday season multiple times. Our kids were so disappointed when we told them we wouldn't be doing all of the travel and public experiences. Still, though, we looked forward to time at home with extended family. We had decided on a calendar for activities and meals, and some of our family had flown across the country. However, right before Christmas, someone in the extended family tested positive for COVID. Instead of all being together, all the different family units were in separate hotel rooms and homes. Again, we pivoted. Instead, we regrouped and made some fun plans for our own immediate family to do Christmas cookies and have a fancy dinner for Christmas, do a family bake-off since my kids love baking. And then our oven and stove went out. Completely out. That ruined our cooking and baking plans for our family. Again, pivot. So I went to the store and got stuff for a shepherd's dinner like pita and hummus and veggies and things we wouldn't have to cook. I got pizza kits that we could cook in the microwave. We decided that we would try a fire in our fireplace and do s'mores instead of our traditional trifle, which requires baking brownies. Then our landlord graciously paid extra so that we could get an oven and stove on Christmas Eve. So we actually were able to do some of our baking. In the end, despite all of our pivots, and maybe even because of, we had a wonderful holiday together, just our little family. It was different than we expected, but still good. We were able to FaceTime with family and enjoy playing games together, decorating gingerbread houses, doing a shepherd's dinner, as well as our traditional trifle. We acted out the nativity and had a wonderful time on Christmas morning opening gifts. We had to change some of our plans and our traditions, but we still had a wonderful time. In the last podcast, we talked about the benefits of tradition and the power that they have in bonding our families, connecting us to past generations, helping us feel identity and a sense of belonging, as well as passing along values. In short, traditions are important. If you haven't had a chance to listen... Check out episode number 71 when we talk about why traditions matter and what are some of the benefits of traditions for your family. However, knowing how to pivot with our traditions is also essential in making sure that they accomplish their intended purposes. Traditions can become weapons that destroy our holidays and our enjoyment if we aren't careful. If we wed ourselves too completely to traditions, it can feel devastated when we can't do them or we don't do them. If our family had felt that we couldn't enjoy Christmas without all of our traditions, we would have been in a tough space with COVID and no oven. In addition, choosing too many traditions or traditions that are too extensive can become overwhelming and exhausting. For example, we might become so fixated on making sure we make the perfect meal for Christmas that we miss out on spending time with our kids all afternoon. The whole point of the meal may have been just enjoy spending time together. And create memories. But we may have missed out on the very thing that may have made the best memories and enjoyed the most time together by playing around on Christmas afternoon. Traditions need to grow and evolve and change in order to continue serving their purpose. What worked when children were young might not work when they are teens. And what worked in one country might not work in another. If we aren't careful, instead of traditions serving us, we can begin to serve traditions. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to pivot with traditions and how to adapt and evolve them as necessary. Before we get started, I want to share a review from one of our listeners with regard to episode number 12. She wrote, I love the thought of failure being the climax of the story. So often we think of it as the end. This thought of failure being the climax perpetuates the thought, and encourages thinking forward where one often gets stuck. That has helped me tremendously. I'm so thankful for this listener taking time to share how these tools are helping her and what's useful to her. I admire the way she's applying this principle in her life of failing forward. I would love to hear how the podcast has helped you or your family and what is resonating for you. If you have something you're willing to share, scroll down and click Write a Review Then rate the podcast and share what episode you enjoyed and why. Thank you so much for taking time to do this. I read every review and I love hearing what's helping and what's resonating. It's inspiring to other listeners to hear how other listeners are applying these materials and making progress in their lives. Now let's circle back to the podcast. Today, I want to offer three ideas for learning to adapt and evolve traditions when situations and stages of life change. Number one, cut out what's not working. When you start to notice emotions like resistance, overwhelm, frustration, or dread around a particular tradition, it might be a good idea to re-examine if it's still working. Hopefully, you can go back to your purpose like we talked about in the last podcast. If the purpose of the tradition is family time together or a sense of belonging, it might be wise to evaluate if the particular tradition you're doing is still working for you in this phase of life. One mom shared that from the time her family had young children, they had always had a tradition of having a snowball fight with cotton balls, followed by a hot chocolate bar. Her family always had the same few families together, and it was something they all looked forward to and loved every year. But one year they moved. They invited some new friends over, but found that it just wasn't as enjoyable and didn't hold the same magic. She noticed that her older kids weren't as into it. So she changed the tradition to an after-school event for some of her younger kids and friends, and that was a really fun event for a lot of years. But even that sort of petered out over time. Finally, she realized that it was okay to retire that tradition. Traditions are living things they need to evolve and change over time. Eventually. To just cut it out because the whole purpose was to enjoy the spirit of the season, to have something to look forward to and enjoy being with friends. This tradition wasn't serving that purpose anymore. If a tradition is not the right fit for your family now, consider cutting it out. Traditions serve us, not the other way around. Sometimes as expats, it may not be that the age or stage of our family has changed. It may be that our location change may make a difference in what works and what doesn't. One of my family traditions growing up was to do a ham and potato dinner on Christmas Eve. But in both China and Mexico, ham was hard to find. And even if we did find it, it wasn't very good. And it was super expensive. So we decided we'd scrap that tradition and make homemade pizza instead. The whole purpose of the tradition was to enjoy a nice dinner together and have a common food that we could look forward to. Making pizzas was a great solution. We have made pizzas for several years and loved it. While in Mexico, we started another tradition. The Mexicans have piñatas on Christmas. It was an old tradition started by the Spanish. They have piñatas in the shape of stars. We loved this and decided we would add it to our family's traditions. We enjoyed it in Mexico and in Hawaii. But when we arrived to Taiwan, piñatas were much harder to find. Piñatas aren't really a big thing in Taiwan. Taiwan. I went looking everywhere. I must have gone to four or five stores and to little markets to try to find them. But I simply couldn't. So it was time to pivot. We let go of that tradition. The second way that we can pivot with traditions is to change or adapt the traditions we have to work with where you are in your stage of life or where you're living. Sometimes it isn't necessary to actually cut out the tradition we just need to change it to work. One couple had always had the tradition of acting out the nativity growing up. But when they had their own Christmas as a couple with a young baby who couldn't act and their parents came for the holidays, acting out the nativity just didn't seem like the right fit. So instead, this family found a video of the nativity story and the adults enjoyed watching the video and thinking about the story while they snuggled that beautiful baby. The purpose of this tradition was just to reflect on the birth of Jesus and enjoy being together. This adaption allowed them to accomplish the same purpose, but in a way that was more appropriate for the time and stage of who was there. Now, even if the age and stage of your family hasn't changed, it may be that the location or availability of things causes us to need to shift how we do a tradition. My mother's family used to have trifle on Christmas Eve, and that was a tradition we continued with our children. When we were in Mexico, we couldn't find angel food cake, so we used a yellow cake mix, and it worked fine. When we were traveling in Australia one year, we used Tim Tams, a popular chocolate cookie. We put it in our trifle and substituted ice cream instead of pudding. In fact, our family liked it so much that we decided to change our trifle recipe to include layers of brownies, ice cream, berries, and cream. It's become our new favorite, and we like it even better than the original recipe. In this case, rather than scrapping the whole tradition, we've been able to find ways to adapt it to wherever we are. And in the process, we have found something we like even more. It's normal to feel some disappointment with the change of traditions or elimination of them. Changing and eliminating traditions can feel sort of like a loss at times. We can look back and miss how things were before or... We can look forward thinking about how we want things to be in the future. The third suggestion I have for adapting and evolving traditions is to live in the now. Do things and enjoy things as they are now. The third recommendation I have for learning to pivot with traditions is take advantage of where you are, both in your location and your stage of life. As expats, we get the chance to be in unique places during the holidays. That means there may be new and interesting opportunities to learn about how the local culture celebrates or how they don't, depending on where you are in the world. One way to adapt traditions is to make it a tradition to explore local traditions wherever you are. In Ecuador, they have a tradition on New Year's Eve of making papier-mâché effigies of things they don't like or of things that represent the bad of the old year and burn them. One year, we went down to New Year's Eve celebration, where they had made effigies of corrupt political leaders that they were burning. It was so interesting to learn about their different traditions. We also met with some friends who made what they called testaments, or funny tributes to the past year. And they read them aloud to each other, often poking fun at each other. In Mexico, during Christmas time, we attended a posada, a tradition where families go to other families' doors and sing. Then they're allowed to enter and have a meal together, representing Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem and looking for an inn. In Hawaii, we went and watched Santa come in with a bathing suit on an outrigger canoe. Many of my clients in Europe rave about the Christmas markets, the music, and events. They often report that after being in Europe, repatriating to their home countries is a big letdown. Take advantage of wherever you are. Rather than focusing on how things were last year or how you hope they'll be next year. Traditions doing the same thing every year only serves us when it helps us accomplish our purposes. Sometimes we can accomplish our purposes better by adapting and changing to where we are. Taking advantage of and enjoying where you are isn't the only way to capitalize on the now. Taking advantage of the stage of life you're in and your current situation is equally as important. Every age and stage has enjoyable and not-so-great parts. The key is to find traditions and ways to enjoy the stage you're in. Sometimes this might mean adding new traditions. Sometimes it might mean cutting out or adapting traditions. Sometimes it means keeping things the same on the outside but changing the way that we choose to think about and experience the same traditions so that we can capitalize on where we are in life. Sometimes this can be as simple as shifting our expectations and our attention to the now instead of to the past or the present. It's easy to find ourselves pining away for past situations or stages of life or looking forward to future situations and envying how things will be in the future. But either of these actions robs us of actually enjoying the good of now. One way to bring yourself into the present is to notice sensory experiences. Notice the sounds, the smells, the tastes, and the emotions. Notice your spouse's hand and how it feels in yours. Notice how your child's cheek feels against yours. Listen to the way your child's voice pronounces things. Savor the traditional food that you chose focusing on sensory things can help us be more present another simple way to be more present is to write down the wonderful moments each night the brain naturally likes to find the negative and that means that it's more likely to compare the now to the past or future and find all the problems with the now but if you put your mind to work looking for the good it will also find that record a wonderful moment singing a christmas carol in the car together or write down a moment that you saw your child pay some of their own money for a sibling's gift. Or maybe you record the wonderful smell of pine that you experienced as you entered your home. While lots of the day may have been hard, looking for the good can actually help us enjoy the present, wherever and whoever we are with. One couple always enjoyed having a large family gathering for Christmas Eve. But as their children grew and had their own families, they found that they were alone on a particular Christmas Eve. It was easy to look back and pine a bit for the years of busy excitement and anticipation with children running around and happy chatter around the table. Or they found themselves looking forward to other years when their children and grandchildren might be able to visit. But the truth was that they did have each other. They had a wonderful, calm, and peaceful evening to celebrate and enjoy. They might have wanted to enjoy and capitalize on this moment by inviting another couple over and enjoying conversation uninterrupted by small children. They might focus on the gourmet flavors and feeling of friendship of the evening, or they might want to enjoy attending a midnight church celebration without worrying about children needing to get to bed or needing to wrap presents late at night. They might enjoy beautiful harmonies of the music there and reflect on the words and messages shared. They could relish the feeling of being rested and having the chance to sleep in. While it didn't change the drawbacks and disappointments of that experience that evening, it could help them focus on the good and enjoy and capitalize on their age and stage of life. In contrast, another family with lots of young children found themselves frustrated and exhausted, trying to deliver treats to friends with cold, crying children, and coming back to open gifts while kids fought over who was going to be first. Then, the parents had to stay up late wrapping gifts, only to be awakened early in the morning by children excited to go in for Christmas morning. For all the joy and excitement, the parents were exhausted and found themselves looking forward to a time when the kids were a little bit older, slept in a little bit longer, and were not quite so demanding. Or they found themselves looking back to years earlier, when they just had a little baby and a toddler, who were much easier to deal with. But the truth was that they had a magical stage of young children who were filled with wonder about Christmas and presents and every little candy cane or story. They might enjoy the moment captured with all the children in pajamas in front of the Christmas tree, the sense of wonder in the eyes of a young child seeing Christmas morning for the first time, the sense of bonding as the couple wrapped presents late at night, and enjoying the excited squeals of looking in a stocking or the chance to snuggle up with their young children and read. Reflecting and being mindful of the good doesn't mean you ignore the hard. It simply means you allow yourself to enjoy the good and bad rather than only focusing on the bad. So let's quickly recap what we discussed. If you find that you are feeling a bit discouraged, overwhelmed, lonely, or frustrated around some of your traditions, it might be time to cut out, adapt, or shift your focus around them. In other words, it might be time to pivot and change directions. Traditions can be a powerful grounding force, but they can drag us down with them if we don't treat them like a living, growing thing. We talked about three important ways to pivot with traditions. Number one, cut out what's not working. If a tradition isn't working with the age and stage of your children, or it isn't working with where you live, consider cutting it out. Number two. Sometimes we don't need to cut something out entirely. We simply need to adapt it. We might consider the purpose of what we're doing and see what works better for the stage of our family or the place where we live. Number three, sometimes rather than wedding ourselves so tightly to traditions, we may want to really enjoy where we're at, get out and enjoy the local culture, take advantage of where we are, even if it's different than what we normally do. Enjoying the now can also mean not changing the tradition necessarily, but changing our mindset and focus within it. It can include choosing to deliberately notice and relish sensory moments and small good things, even in the midst of the hard. So let's go to our expat exit strategy for a moment and talk about how to apply these things that we've talked about in the podcast. I would consider asking yourself a few questions about your family traditions. Number one. What traditions do I find myself dreading or feeling overwhelmed or frustrated by? Number two, what traditions just don't work with my family at this age and stage or with where we live in the world? Number three, is there something I can do to adapt or change this tradition in order to accomplish the same purpose? Number four, how can I adjust my focus within this tradition so that I can enjoy the good parts of where I am now and who I'm with now? I would love to help you navigate family traditions or to coach you on any other topic. You can sign up now for a free full-length coaching session in the show notes or on my website at the I decided to phase out the mini coaching sessions and replace them with a free, full-length coaching session so we really have time to help you tackle an issue. However, this also means I have less available, so be sure to get on and schedule yours before they're gone. Also, if you aren't quite ready for coaching, but you would love more quick insights, I offer a free resource for moms to help them improve the emotional health of their children. Every week, I distill down an important tool tip or perspective from the podcast i craft it so it can be read in about one minute this offers a quick idea to apply with your family that week to improve your emotional health you can sign up through the link in the show notes or on my website at theexpatmom.com. happy new year and i'll talk to you soon if you like what you're learning on this podcast please share this episode with a friend i wish that i had had these tools a lot earlier in my life and I'd love to pass them along to more people who can benefit. I also appreciate when you leave reviews for the podcast. It helps me know my listeners better and understand what you find useful. It also helps the podcast grow. You can find more free resources to improve your relationships and your emotional health on my website at theexpatmom.com and on my Instagram page at theexpatmomcoach.